goes to heart because when when you have to put down um, the cost of a napkin, um, um, napkin and glass and cutlery and um, those three, so napkin, glass and cutlery, you put it down and and um, and and you put the cost of I don't know, say six five fifty per person, and then when you multiply that out and it's in the thousands, then then you know that a few people need to be knocked off. <laughs> Hello, welcome to Woke Finance, the podcast discussing all things finance and all things finance related. It's your boy, Peter, and I'm with my co-host, my bro, Jax. How are you, man? What's going on, Peter? It's going to be a very interesting episode today with our two special guests. Um, For once, I am not the expert. I'm going to be taking a back seat, taking some notes, um, and I'm really excited to gain some value from our two um, special guests. No, absolutely. And without uh, further ado, we're going to actually just invite our guest on today's episode uh, right now. So, Stephen, man, we're just going to welcome you onto the episode. How yeah. are you, bro? Thanks, Peter. Thanks, Jax. Glad to be back. Um, yeah, doing very well. Enjoying and coping like everyone else in the UK. Um, staying positive and keeping it pushing. But, yeah, no, very, um, very nice to be back again and to introduce myself, um, Stephen. Um, been on World Finance once in a previous episode. Um, really very interesting topic, and and being back again um, to 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 be a part of this topic here. So um, I'm ready to get cracking. Great to have you back on um, another episode as well. And before we actually introduce the topic, we've got another guest on today. So four of us here today. But Raman, over to you, man. How are you, bro? I'm blessed, brother. Thank you guys for having me. Um, but yeah, just a bit about myself. Um, yeah, Raman Mustafa. Um, I'm co-host of uh, Insta Excellence podcast, and uh, yeah, I'm just uh, I'm happy to to be here. Appreciate you having me. Fantastic, man! Thank you for joining us, man. Really, really loving it. So, um, we are actually gonna introduce this uh, uh topic um episode, so to speak. But before we do that, we do want to give a massive shout out to our listeners all over the world you're always supporting us liking subscribing and commenting on all of our content so just a massive shout out to you and welcome now for this episode the topic is literally going to focus on something um that all of us actually hold quite close to our heart and is a special one and essentially this is going to be the true cost of a wedding so me and Jax, we've been talking just in general, and Jax, you can add a bit more to this, but, you know, we talk a lot about um, f- um, finance-related topics on this episode. And of course, when it comes to one of the biggest expenses that someone is going to make in their journey, and if it's something they choose to do, is, of course, um, a wedding, Jax. <laughs> yeah, Peter, I mean, we've spoken about this quite often. Um, now, myself and yourself, we come from... Um, a specific background where uh, weddings have become even more popular, especially through social media, where many people do um, even two weddings, you know, they do things such as um, a traditional wedding, sometimes they call it a traditional engagement, um, and then they go ahead and do um, what, what they call the, the, the white wedding, which is the one that takes place in the church. And, and so it's very interesting, you know, when I'm doing financial coaching with some clients, one of the things that we talk about is saving towards some sort of near purchase. And usually the most popular ones are things such as saving for a property. But nowadays also saving for a wedding has become a very, very um, popular topic and popular um, 
thing to say for. So it is something I think is very, very important for us on water finance to cover, to really, really add some value um, to those people who are thinking of um, getting married or doing a, a wedding and how to prepare for those things. No, absolutely, Jackson. I'm definitely going to come back to it uh, later on in this episode to talk a bit more about how can one actually prepare for those some of those extra costs because you said the obvious one people are always saving things things like property and things but when it comes to a wedding and as you mentioned from certain communities I'm from Nigeria we don't just one is not enough so we have to do a traditional wedding and a white church wedding all of that stuff so um absolutely and talking of um just saving for things in general when it comes to things like property right we know that you know, let's say someone wants to buy a, a, a house that's worth £300,000 and someone would be saying, yes, they need to save up 10% deposit, right? So they save up £30,000. They go to the mortgage lender and they're like, yes, we want, um, you know, the mortgage to actually um, get that £300,000 uh, property. But then they find out it's not just the deposit. There's other costs. You know, you've got your legal fees. Um, you've got um, broker fees. You've got all these other extra costs. Also, you might find out that your mortgage lender can only lend up to 4.5 to five times your actual salary. Um, and so they may not able be able to lend you the rest of the 270,000 pounds for that 300,000 pound home. So they'll tell you, no, you have to go back and save more. And then that means an extra year of savings um, before you do get your property. So one of the reasons why we wanted to put this episode on um, Jackson and I is that we want people to be better prepared. And um, we are, of course, a fan of, um, you know, getting married. As you know, me and Jax are, of course, Christians up in here. Um, and the word, as Jax knows, and many of our listeners would know in Proverbs 18, 22, whoso findeth a wife, findeth a good thing and obtain a favour from the Lord. So um, we know that this is an important decision that every human being can make. And when a man finds uh, the right uh, person to become their wife, arguably is one of the most important decisions they'll make in their life. So it's so important that we're able to prepare for this. Now, outside of the romance and building a life together, etc., preparing for weddings, engagements, all of that, let's be honest. And Raman and Steve, I'm going to jump over to you on this. Let's be honest. This is, can be a financial burden. What's your thoughts on that, Raman? Well, Raman, I'm going to go over to you first. Oh, yeah, um, most definitely. It definitely can be a financial burden. Um, I would definitely say preparation is definitely the key um, and having a frank conversation with your partner about it and seeing what you can uh, save up or um, see where your finances are tied up in other places or maybe like debt. So this can definitely be a debt on yourselves going into a, a marriage. So... It's definitely something you need to be very aware of and um, have all the discussions as soon as possible. No, absolutely, man. That that early discussion and that communication is so clear, clear and that extra planning, man. Stephen, what about yourself, man? You know, Peter, I find it so interesting. Um, like the irony of um, of the wedding is supposed to be the happiest day, the happiest sort of <laughs> event to look forward to. And then suddenly you're like gobsmacked by sort of what a burden and the stress that sort of like the whole planning of it comes, well, you, you realise that it is. Um, and, and the financial cost part is is probably the, the biggest in terms of the stress. I mean, don't get me wrong, there's there's like other stress, like family stress and and, and other stress that it comes with um, to, to, to sort out any politics. But 
besides that, the financial cost is just something that you just cannot do without. So um, it makes this even more important. And that's Roman said, um, preparation um, to, for, for the big days is definitely one that can, of course, mitigate that stress. For real. Yes, man, we've got all of this to look forward to one day. How are you feeling, bro? <laughs> well, I mean, I've, I've asked these questions already and I think um, it's, it's, this is going to be an interesting episode because I do want to gauge the um, opinions of both Stephen and Raman and, and yourself, you know, because, you know, when we talk about something like saving for property, you can, you can prolong the process. So, you know, when you say things such as, uh, you know, the example that you used where you've saved up enough for the deposit, but you didn't realize that, hey, I'm not earning enough or I've got other costs I need to think about. Well, essentially what you then do is you try, you know, obviously earn more and you try, you continue saving. But with, with marriage is a bit different, right? Marriage, you might be very, very ready to get married, um, but you might not have the, the resources to um, carry out the wedding that your heart desires. And so I think that makes it a very, very different type of saving. Mm. Um, and I guess it's not just a financial decision as well. Um, you can't, some people might not just say, hey, I'm, I'm just going to wait till I'm financially ready to get married. Because like you said, Peter, we're both Christians. You know, there's certain things we can't do until we're married and that kind of stuff. So you might want to bring that thing closer or, you know, just generally you might be so in love with someone, you really want to get the thing done. So it is a very interesting topic, I think. No, absolutely, man. Absolutely. And Jax, Jax, you're a funny guy, but very truthful, man. We stay obedient out here. Um, but absolutely, bro. Um, Roman, it'll be good to know a bit more about um, I guess yourself. You obviously are um a man who is married. It'll be good to know a bit more about um how long you've been married for. And then if you can talk us a bit more about some of the key stages from from your side that you remember when actually preparing for the when because it's not just oh, you propose and then you've got a, a wedding in, in a year or 18 months or whenever, even before that, you're thinking about, you, you didn't just decide tomorrow I'm going to propose, right? So yeah, it'll be good to hear a bit more from your side. Yeah, um, so I have been married for uh, four years now. <laughs> or uh, your four wife years. is listening to this. I, I know, hope. right? <laughs> Quite that right. <laughs> coming up to coming up to four years in um in September and um yeah um the discussions that we had um well the first step was coming together and seeing what we thought <laughs> what we thought this was gonna cost things that we we tried to anticipate cost ahead of time and I'll tell your listeners now whatever you think it's gonna be the first time you write down the numbers it's not gonna be that. It's, it's definitely not going to be that and I'm, I'm sure now even from the cost that we incurred back in uh up to almost four years ago now it's definitely probably gone up by inflation and things like that it might be a bit better because of um, the pandemic but I think all of these vendors need to catch up on their earnings as well so mm. there'll probably be like a pandemic ta tax on top of um anything that uh you want to acquire um and on top of that when people hear that it's uh you're doing a wedding um, you know, the money just goes up anyway. So, um, but there's, there's tips around that. And I'm, I'm sure uh, uh, we can share those um, later on in the podcast. But um, first stage is, yeah, sitting down with uh, my now wife and estimating what we think uh, it's going to cost us and then strategizing on how much we can save, being clear on what our debts are and how we're going to reduce those. Um, so, yeah, that was the first step. And then uh, speaking to our parents about support 
um, and seeing what they're able to support us with, um, which is always a, a awkward conversation. Um, but what we decided to do, um, because uh, like yourselves, I'm Nigerian and we do have traditional white weddings was to give the responsibility of the traditional wedding to our parents so that they would um, leave the white wedding to us. So all decisions that we wanted to make, um, things that we wanted to buy, where we wanted it to be, amount of people was under our control. Um, whereas the traditional wedding is more so for the parents. So we kind of just left it to them and just um, had some input here and there. Um, but yeah, those are the first things um, that I would say uh, need to be done. And then it's, it's the planning, deciding whether you want to get a, a wedding planner um, or coordinator or both. Um, and then, yeah, those, those are the those are beginning steps. And then it's the execution. And then within that, it's um, the politics of it. Or This is uh, more about finance than, than politics um, and just trying to make everybody happy. Um, and then honeymoon. Honeymoon is also another important thing as well. I think, to be honest, that's, I think that's the most important thing. Um, because once you've done all of this, it's something to look forward to. Obviously, being married is is the overall goal, but you need to enjoy after the stress of uh, going through planning a wedding and getting married. So, so yeah, those are the steps that I remember. Yeah. Wow. No, absolutely, bro. And uh, firstly, uh, by the time this uh, comes out, it might be your fourth year anniversary. You might have just touched base. So a massive congrats in advance as well. But... um. No, really hear that, man. And really good that you just walked through some of the stages that you went through. I'm not going to allow all those stages that I've captured. They all seem like it definitely does take a bit of a cost, so to speak. But it was amazing that you was also able to get support from um, parents regarding the traditional side of things. And then you can focus on the um, the white wedding, so to speak. And we'll talk a bit more when we, when we uh, ask just around tips on preparations regarding your decision, whether you actually did decide to get a wedding planner or wedding coordinator. Um, and then some of the things as well that you mentioned regarding, you know, the politics, there'll, there'll always be politics in any family unless, you know, um, you're, the family's perfect. But even that, they're keeping everybody happy and not just family, but people in general, that can also cost as well. So we'll definitely take a deep dive into that. Stephen, based on what you've heard, you want to talk a bit more about the stage and maybe highlight anything that you might have done uh, differently, so to speak? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, so I think Roman really um, kicked this off very well with some very good points. And very similarly, um, we, we saw, um, took a similar stage, but um, I have to definitely um, highlight again, like Ron's point on, um, on, on the pandemic inflationary um, sort of cost that will be added on to. Um, I mean, I, I, I got married three years ago and probably just a, a year after Roman, and I can imagine that after the pandemic, all the vendors and and coal will be out to um to really um to really make up for for lost lost year. So um so maybe we might not be entirely doing our our, our listeners um um all the justice with with cost estimate, but um I'm sure you can make some adjustment of the inflation <laughs> when when you come across it. But um I think just in terms of um like off the I guess the planning of it really comes um even for the point of proposal and 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 then when you when you sort of bring in the family that um we we, we intend to marry and 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 we, this is actually going to happen 
and everyone comes to terms with that. When that when that does happen um, and the wedding planning is in progress, um, there's so many things and, and it just gets so overwhelming. Um, you, you just, um, we, I guess there are some things that are bigger and you tend to associate them with, um, with, with the cost like penny. And there are some things that are like very important and, and, and you, you know you want, um, you want on, on, on your special day or, or that you, you really want to happen. But then as Peter, as you, you pointed out as well, like um, everyone will have um, an opinion and, and, and balancing that with, with cost, there's such a huge trade-off, like, and also even just the number of people that wants to come. But I mean, to, to me, two things that, um, that really, in my opinion, sort of when we were planning, became a very important consideration was really like deciding when we were going to get married, i.e. which season, whether it's spring or, or summer, because the two have like very um, significant cost um, difference, I'll say. Um, so getting married in spring will be um, relatively, um, <laughs> not exactly cheaper, but relatively more um, cheaper than, um, than, than, um, than in summer. And, um, and also even the, the day of the week, so, so I thought those two were very important considerations, which I'll add to what Roman um, pointed out. Absolutely, man. And you really um, just highlight the importance of inflation, actually, man. This is a real thing as well. And for th those of our listeners that are not really aware too much about inflation, um, me and Jack's actually done an, an episode on understanding the real meaning of inflation, which was episode 44 um, and 45. So please do make sure you check it out. And Stephen, um, Jackson, I'm going to bring you in in a second, but Stephen, just back on you. So um, you actually also, um, you marry someone from a different culture, well, country to you, right? Do you, did that um, influence any of the planning from a financial perspective, in your opinion? It did, yes. So for some background, um, so my wife um, is from um, Uganda and um, I'm Ghanaian and, and, um, and uh, well, I mean, for the listeners who I guess will probably, um, if you're not from um, sort of any of these countries, um, you may think it's um, similar, um, but um, Ugandan culture and Ghanaian culture is is different. And I know that Ghanaian culture and Nigerian culture is is different as well, etc. And um, where this mostly plays a role, when I think Raman points out that if you can, as much as possible, <laughs> let the parents and that sort of um, relatives and family take over the um, traditional, which which matters a lot to them. Um, I mean, from my point of view, my wife's my wife's point of view, we were more interested in the in the in the church wedding or in the in the what what's called um, the white wedding. So um, I think that um, the two, so it meant that we actually had to have the two um, and that we we would have, I mean, I know most people, with, especially if you're Nigerian, you hold the traditional wedding very close to you, but I, I would say that we could have done without a traditional wedding, even though looking back, it was amazing and we wouldn't have taken anything away from from that day and, and, and the sort of the two weddings that we had. But um, I mean, so it does play a role in that you would um, you would have a traditional wedding, which of course comes with cost as well. Um, to versus um, just having a, um, a church wedding or an English um, a white wedding. So I think yes. So it, it does play a role, Peter. Absolutely, man. Um, and I think the key thing that I'm hearing from both of you is really that early communication and really understanding 
um, what all of this is going to, to take from both sides, not just the two individuals getting married, but families and friends and co. Um, Jax, I can feel your heart bursting from here, man. What's in your mind, bro? <laughs> oh, how did you know? <laughs> no, I'm taking everything in and it's, 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 um, <clears throat> it's a very interesting thing that both um, Raman and... Um, and Stephen are saying, you know, um, the key considerations when it comes to a wedding. I think some of the things that many people don't consider actually, which just popped to my mind when Rama said honeymoon, was sometimes that's not even considered as part of the wedding or part of the cost of the marriage. Um, but actually it is, you know, the honeymoon itself, depending on where you want to go, can be quite costly. And even, I don't think it was mentioned yet, but even the, even the wedding ring, the engagement ring, you know, all of that added together plus the wedding, that must be quite expensive. So I'm looking forward to um, speaking more about the actual numbers if um, our guest speakers want to share um, so that we can actually get, gauge a bit more detail as you know, what does the numbers look like? So from a financial coach's perspective, um, I know that the average person doesn't even have, well, doesn't have a lot of money even saved in the bank account for, for a rainy day, let alone if you're someone from a, a culture that requires you to have two weddings, um, how does one even begin to save towards that when potentially they may even be in debt? And I'm, and I'm very sure there are some people that have taken out extra debt just to um, take on the cost of two weddings. So it's going to be very interesting to see what you guys have to say about that as well. Mm. Should, uh, that's actually a good shot, actually. Should we actually go straight into it and then we can actually start talking about some of the, the costs? But Raman, what do you have to say about that? What Jack's just linked up? Because that's so interesting. Uh, yeah, um, yeah he's, he's spot on, really. Um, from saving up for a ring to um, the nitty-gritty of the actual event to the honeymoon, these are all things that you need to consider. Like I said um, in the beginning, um, being aware of your debt going into this um, is, is very important. Um, I'm, I'm very lucky that my wife, is she's in a, a chartered accountant. Um, by um, she, uh, That's her profession, so... Uh, she was all over the month, uh, the numbers from the beginning. And um, our strategy was to reduce our debt before we get things cracking. Um, and one of the first things that we, we sort of arranged was our, our honeymoon because we wanted to know that we had something to enjoy at the end. But, um, but yeah, as far as numbers, if we want to get into some, I'll probably give uh, the numbers of things that are, are generic um, venue. Um, so we had, um, so we got married in Highlands, Highlands House Estate, um, and we did it on a weekend. I think we did our trad on a weekend as well, so a week apart, so 2nd and 9th of September. And um, I think at the time, Highlands was, I think it was eight grand um, for that venue. Um, and it's funny because we actually had our wedding outside. So we had a wedding outside and we didn't really use much of the we didn't really use much of the building. We took a few pictures around, but we were the first and last uh couple to have our wedding outside because um um they weren't supposed to, but my wife got it in writing, which is another important thing. Um with your contracts with your vendors, make sure you get things in writing. So um yeah, so that the venue was uh eight grand. I think the food at the time. Just on that, Raman, sad to interrupt. Um, <laughs> you, you mentioned that it was outside oh, and it was also on a weekend. How does, whether it's 
inside or outside and also how um whether it's on a weekday or weekend how does that in in um affect prices yeah so um as, as far as outside it didn't it didn't change anything because it was as far as they were concerned it was still part of their premises um but um it's more so the vendors, maybe you have to rent some chairs and, and things like that and maybe get some carpet. That's an extra cost that people wouldn't consider. But um, in regards to the day of the week, um, weekends is premium because most people want to get married on the weekend. Um, and it's more likely um, you'd save a lot of money if you did it on a weekday, but then you'd have to factor in people uh, taking time off work um, and, and things of, like, of that nature. Um, but on top of that, with venues, capacity is another thing as well. Um, so depending on the, the amount of people, that's going to increase the the, um, the cost. Or sometimes you just have a, I think it's called a dry hire, where you just, the cost of the building. Um, I think that's what we did because we were going to max the capacity anyway. And we had, uh, I think we had 350 at our uh, white wedding. Uh, of course, um, so essentially, um, when you said the actual capacity, essentially per person, it means more per person, basically. Oh, yeah. And you can calculate the price per head. Uh, of course. So when people uh, don't get an invite to a wedding, they shouldn't take it personal. It's literally every every seat counts. 100%. Honestly, and I, I've, obviously I've been through it now. And before when I was, you know, not married and hadn't gone through the process of a wedding, I take it a bit, a little bit personal, but I am not offended at all. I totally get it. It's fine. I will enjoy the pictures and I hope you had a great day. But um, but yeah, don't take it. There's a lot that goes into it and it's very costly. So if you didn't get invited, it's not because they didn't want you there. Because it's, it's, it's tight or there's limitations. So. No, absolutely. That's really helpful, bro, man. So, man, um, as you said, 8K on the venue. Yeah, so um, no, no worries. Um, 8K on the venue, food was five, but that's definitely gone up. Um, I've, I've heard the venue's gone up and I've, the, our, uh, our um, vendor for food, um, shout out to Taste Haven. I'm sure her numbers have gone up. Um, so yeah, so th- those are like the big major things. And obviously you need a date for your wedding. That's, that's one of the, as far as venue goes, you need a date and then based on your, your date, to see if the venues have that date available so you usually start there um what else was there i think those are the those those are the the two major things and obviously the food is based on how many people per head um that's how they usually calculate it Mm. um but then then there's decorations um i couldn't give you those to be honest with you those costs are the ones that i know because those are the ones that shot me the most um and then and then they just start accumulating then there's um then there's just all the vendors costs um uh photographers videographers uh dance floors cake decorations for the tables um party favors if you're gonna if you're gonna um uh, a car to arrive to the to the venue and the hotel to stay over and overnight in hotels for your bridal party um yeah uh there, there's a lot there's a lot there's a lot and and that's again that's just for the the white wedding so um but yeah as far as those are the ones i i remember very clearly the vendors um i couldn't give you the exact figures but i'm sure they're all up now <laughs> i can tell you that for free so so yeah 
that's uh, really useful to know just how you've broken it down I'm I'm sure there's even even more things to the list but even just the attention to detail with the decorations and then things like the car to arrive at the very all of this looks great to the guests and those attending but those planning it and those putting money into it it all costs um and there's a lot of preparation going into that and Stephen did you have anything to add in terms of things that you might have done I maybe one I'm definitely going to come back to you Raman on some of the the costings as well but it was really useful to go into a bit of detail as you've just done now but Stephen did you have anything to add in terms of things that you remember significantly costing yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, our first I must say as well, um, Roman, um, you did pick the best venue in the world. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's such a coincidence because um, this is the first time I meet a Roman, but um, Jax and PT, you probably didn't know we both got married in the same place. Beautiful <laughs> venue. It is, yes, very much. Um, we were we were there the year afterwards, and and very interestingly, when you when you mentioned the cost of the venue. Um, and again, this is um, for our viewers who, of course, will have difference in in, in preference. Um, um, I, I, what I understood with with venues in particular, which tends to be um, one of the biggest, well, if, if um, the biggest cost, single cost, um, you, you've of course got banqueting suites or you've got um, sort of um, um, country house um, sort of or marquee such as the Highlands um, and 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 others. So. So I think um, I mean we we chose to to go with the Highlands because it, it is very beautiful and unlike you we we used um, the we used the house and we we then went into the marquee for um, our celebration um, and it was fantastic and 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 again I'll I'll, I'll just um, you guys obviously were um, privy to use um, to you to to have it on the weekend which is amazing I mean Saturday is definitely. The, the day for a wedding, um, but we um, we made a decision to to have our wedding on on Thursday, um, which was quite odd, and then I'm sure a lot of people will still find it very odd. But it was it was mostly driven by two factors, and and one factor was 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 um or in fact what the main factor for choosing Thursday was was numbers, <laughs> was was to keep the numbers down, and 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 the mm-hmm. second factor and indirectly beneficial to is the cost. Right, and mm-hmm. um, like less not less people, um, and 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 on the Thursday as well was was um win win in terms of that sense. But of course, it comes at a cost to your um to your guests because um what that meant was and I'm and unfortunately Peter and Jetsy both had to endure that. Um, <laughs> but speaking to you now, you probably, you can't remember anything, and you really had a you had a great time, and you you um enjoyed it. But I think um just. The, Decision to choose a Thursday, for example, is, is like one that's an anomaly. Most people have on a Saturday and, and everything, but the Thursday we, we just thought it helps us it helps us control the numbers and that the people that we know um will um I mean they were definitely we know that we wanted to be there um and are equally and um, we equally wanted to be there we'll, we're there and and we'll make it not because it was a Thursday or a Saturday um but also because they um. They, um, we, we, we just wanted to keep. So we um, we had about 150 or so um, um, in attendance, um, which was about 100 less than um, what we expected or what we thought um, would have attended if we did it on Saturday, but we were pleased with that. Um, I think um, just very specifically now on, on what really shocked me in terms of cost, besides what um, Roman mentioned, um, and to me, I, I, 
yeah, we were we were both well. I was quite I was eagle eye on on the class and 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 everything. And we sort of draw open that spreadsheet very early on to, to start putting the numbers in. And again, Roman, I'm really sad with you. If now after my wedding, um, if I don't get invited to someone else's wedding, I completely understand. And and there's nothing that goes to heart because when when you have to put down. Um, the cost of a napkin, um, um, napkin and glass and cutlery and um, those, those three. So napkin, glass and cutlery. You put <laughs> it down and and um, and and you put the cost of I don't know, say six five fifty per person, and then when you multiply that out and it's in the thousands, then then you know that a few people need to be knocked off. <laughs> yeah, no, um, I think I think cost like those is something that um well ordinarily you can you can just whip out a tissue paper and put it put it on the table <laughs> whether you wanna when you wanna um a glass and, and use a napkin and anchor and and it, and it as up the the unit the cost per, per person as up so I think it was really important that you had the people that you you want to be there and the people that you really want to spend that special time with and 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 I think all of those costs like um, surprises you because you underestimate more how much a night can cost, especially for when it's like 200 people and it's in the thousands. So, Stephen uh, and Jax, I know you definitely have something to say about this because this is shocking. So, Stephen, uh, we mentioned obviously f- when it comes to food per person that costs, but even right down to the attention to detail. I, mean, I was at a wedding yesterday actually. Um, obviously, they had napkins and cutlery, all of that stuff, glasses per table for you just mentioned a figure, it was like £5.50 per person. Um, that is crazy, Jack. That is crazy. What do you say about that, man. <laughs> um, I would like to make a public service announcement. <laughs> I, you know, um, those that know me personally know that if I was to have a wedding, I can easily have five hundred people at my wedding, plus more. We probably yeah. got to a thousand. Um, but actually, please, please, guys, if I do not invite you to my wedding, it's not because I don't love you. Because I am not paying five pound fifty for a napkin for you. <laughs> um, no, all jokes aside, it's it's one of those things where now I'm really understanding why um, many people, um, you know, struggle. I think some people, you know, don't even understand the cost of weddings, and when they get into it, they then realize I actually have to pull through with this, even though I actually can't afford it. Um, and that's going to be interesting. And um, Stephen, I really like that idea of um doing um a wedding a white wedding on on um an odd day like a thursday mm-hmm. because ultimately the people that will come um are the people that really should be there um so yeah another public service announcement if you haven't called me during this pandemic to see how i'm doing the chances are you may not be invited to the wedding that doesn't mean i don't love you i love you so much but you know how it goes uh, how do you, how do you understand? <laughs> that's hilarious, bro. That's absolutely hilarious. But definitely understand and agree with that. And Stephen suggested of using toilet roll as tissue paper instead of napkins is hilarious as well. But um at the um also at the wedding, actually, that was at yesterday it was such a beautiful, well-run uh wedding. I couldn't help but admire the decor and just the interior of the building and everything that was just there, which was amazing. Raman, you spoke a bit about one of the costs was around decorations. Do you wanna go into a bit more with some numbers if you can remember in terms of what that looks like? And 
even we just spoke about the napkins and stuff, but is there things that might make the decorations more expensive and less? Um, I'm not going to lie, as, as a guy, I personally couldn't care less about decorations, but I understand why it's important for an occasion like that. Yeah. Um, I'll, be, I'll be honest with you, PR. Numbers-wise, I can't remember. Um, but um, to be honest, I could probably like dig in. So again, wife being an accountant, we, we definitely have spreadsheets and um, like a whole booklet of all the information and invoices. So uh, I'll probably dig that out for you, uh, maybe another time. But um, yeah, as far as decorations, to be honest, with, with weddings, there's a, there's a scale, right? Um, of how, you know, how expensive you want these things to be or um, the amount of detail you have. Um, I think for our um, decorators, um, they, we actually went to like their studio and they showed us like a mock-up of um, how the table was going to look beforehand. And then um, it was me, my wife and, and uh, the council, <laughs> which was uh, um, her sisters and some bridesmaids that all came to, to, to see uh, the tables and things like that. Um, but yeah, you can, there's, there's so many things on the table that you take for granted, like the, the centerpieces, the charger plates, the type of cutlery, how many glasses you want on the table, um, napkins, napkin holders, um, name plates. Um, the list is, is, is endless. Um, and then there's the dance floor, which is very expensive. Uh, if you want a seamless dance floor, um, yeah, that's going to cost you a lot. Um, I remember we actually had to um, speak to like numerous vendors to try and get one. I think we we opted for a vendor that was outside of London and the price was substantially less. Mm. And then when it got to, I think it was like a month before, um, I think there must have been some communication issues and that, that vendor actually said they couldn't do what we wanted to do, uh, what, what, we, what we wanted them to do. And um, yeah, what they eventually ended up doing was speaking to like a prominent vendor in London, which we already spoke to that was too high and got them to um, charge what we were gonna pay him initially. Um, so that saved us loads, um, but um, yeah, dance floors, um, there's even like DJs, uh, the MCs. Uh, yeah. So, um, but yeah, as far as decorations, um, there's a lot that goes, even the type of chairs. Oh, wow, it's all coming back to me. Um, <laughs> the type of chairs that you choose, um, tablecloths, um, if you want party favors on the tables, like little like sweets and trinkets like that. Um, there's there's a lot. And then there's the surrounding stuff around the room. There's a lot that goes into it. So like I mentioned before, we had the wedding outside. So we had to make a, uh, like an altar kind of, outside and then ensuring that that doesn't blow over. Um, have to make sure that there's a walkway to walk down on the grass. Um, yeah, to be honest with you, with, with these things, this is, uh, I'd say, uh, advice to um, grooms-to-be, just so support and just act like, you know, you're really, really <laughs> interested, but more time, you know, well, you might be really interested, but it's, you know, things like that, that attention to detail, it wasn't really, for me, but I had to, you know. Do you know what? Can I, can I jump in? Can I jump yeah, in? Yeah. Um, this is chat speaking. That's really interesting. I was literally just about to ask um, both yourself and um, Stephen whether you had wedding planners because mm. all these details you're mentioning 
I couldn't care less. Mm. <laughs> Honestly, I, I mean, as long as the wedding looks great, of course, you want you want it to look good and you want the decoration to look good. But yeah. in terms of the specific details, I don't have any preferences. Maybe if someone shows me, you know, the options available, I can then say, hey, this one looks interesting or this one looks, you know, attractive. Yeah. But generally, I wouldn't know. Um, so I, did you know? Um, um, did your wives know? Or did you consider getting a wedding planner? Or did you have a wedding planner? Um, yeah, so uh, what you said is, is well, I guess for a typical guy, yeah, like you probably you probably haven't like had thoughts about your dream wedding and how it's gonna look. I don't know. Maybe you have, maybe maybe you haven't. But I I definitely didn't know. I just knew I wanted to get married and I just wanted it to be fun and I wanted it to look great. But as far as the the details, that was mainly my wife. Um, but you know, she'd she'd get me involved and you know she'd show me things and I'd just give my opinion. And if it wasn't aligned with the the uh, the committee I didn't take it personal but um in regards to uh so you can get a planner which will basically do the whole thing for you and guide you through the process or you can get a coordinator um which will basically be basically be on the day and uh, maybe a few months before the big day um we decided to go with a coordinator um uh, SD weddings um which was great, Satonye, shout out to Satonye. Um, so she sat down with us and she went through everything that we need to uh, be aware of for our wedding. But as far as all of the um, the details, that was um, myself and my wife throughout the whole process from, um, you know, from idea to, um, to the day. But then um, I think three months before, everything we'd arranged, all the vendors that we had spoken to, um, we handed them off to her and then she made sure it was all like aligned for the day. Mm -hmm. So she, she also gave advice and she also had connections, obviously being a, um, in the industry uh, for particular vendors. Um, based on what we wanted, um, our preference, um, the type of audience we would have and things of that nature. So. Um, my wife is very happy to to plan it all. She she knows what she wants and what she likes. So um, she she ran most of that, and that probably saved us quite a lot of money. I, to be honest, I don't think we even looked into paying for a planner. Um, but yeah, as far as um, Satonye, I think her cost was a, like around a thousand pounds. I think it might have gone up. I don't know where it is now. Um, but yeah, and I might be wrong to be honest. Around there, no more than two thousand. I don't believe. Well, given how amazing your wedding sounds, um, and the uh, rest of the cost as well, that sounds like, in my opinion, like a a nice um amount that you uh, obviously still costly, but a nice amount that you you spent. Given that, it sounds like you know it was a really really good, well put on um occasion as well. Definitely worth every penny. I'll definitely say that it was. I think it's one of the best decisions that we made to be honest with you um oh, having, yeah. having her as a coordinator um so yeah oh brilliant what about yourself Stephen? did you get any support um like a coordinator or planner you know peter i must say just going back to jets's um point about um he um, about the attention and Talita and i mean i would say that I think mean, you guys have the wrong other halves on there on this podcast. I must say, <laughs> <laughs> because um, the other halves and um, the wives, I think. Um, I mean, speaking for my wife, she um, she she was pretty much the one with um, with the very detail um, with all the details. 
Um, even though, I mean, I was, I was very conscious about um, the numbers. Um, I think we balanced each other out in terms of um, um, bringing in the ideas and going and sort of um, offsetting that with, gosh, is how much it costs, those comments. But again, the analogy that um, I think you made at the start about with properties, when you buy a property and you come across stand DTN, and surveyor costs and all of those, and you don't. I think probably the greatest advice on, on this podcast I'll, I'll give is that um, the detail is is, is so important in, in terms of if you want to keep costs down, because um, one particular detail that Jax, I think, um, really shocked me as well. I mentioned the napkin, but also just the decision to whether have two glass or, or one glass. I mean, um, the cost of the tea can vary quite quite a bit. Um, like mm-hmm. whether you want to have um, one glass for um, one glass or, or two glasses on, on, on the desk per person. It's just um, things like these. But I think um, really um, we didn't have a coordinator and we didn't have a coordinator because um, we felt like we were going to be able to um, sort of um, um, put everything down before. But also, and also um, sort of linking, but also we thought that our MC will be able to help to sort of move things up, up, around, along during the day. Um, well, I guess the a coordinator is somewhat different from um, from a planner, maybe. I don't know, coordinate, where coordinator is more for the day, isn't it? But mm-hmm. I guess, Raman, you had yours help you um, up to the day as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, so maybe it's her the, her services that she provides, but um, we met her earlier early on in the the process, and right. she she basically like gave us a spreadsheet for everything we needed to think about, um, and it was for us to fill out the information, and then once we'd filled it out and made our decisions, then we handed it over to her, and then three months before, she kind of took over. But um, it's more so, as far as her coordinating, it was more so about like logistics, not just like on the day. It was like, she had uh, my best man's phone number. She had all the bridesmaids, um, hair and makeup, like everything was, it's, it's more than just what you see when you arrive as a guest. Um, she had like everything under control and then other people in her team, like she had um, someone just with the, the um, groom, the bride, what's the, bride, what's the, the men's part of the, the groom's men? It's been a while, it's been four years. <laughs> yeah, I know, right, it's been a while. Um, yeah, so, so she just had um, some um, someone on her team just with the groomsmen, like the whole morning um, and vice versa with the, the bridal party. So um, with the bridesmaids. Um, so yeah, it's, it was it was more than just the day. It was like very hands-on and very deep and she like she had everything and the team was great like everything was under control and to be honest it just gave us peace of mind i must say um, i must say um that sounds um like something i would do um one thing i don't like is is unnecessary stress Mm. Uh, and one thing I do like is when things work well operationally and just having someone you can rely on or a team that you can rely on just to keep things very smoothly um, I think you know the cost that you even mentioned is is below um, how much I'll be willing to pay I mean I hope my future um, coordinator doesn't watch this episode because they might charge me a premium but (laughs) but I think it's definitely definitely something that I will I will consider just to give you that peace of mind on the day yeah, yeah. yeah. piece of is important. Um, I, I guess um, what one thing that um, I'll, I'll say just on on that coordinator, I think um, like just 
having someone to actually ask you today, uh, it, it really helps. Um, but also, um, just as, as an alternative view of, um, of if you can leverage off your groomsmen um, and, and, and bridal party, if you can trust them, well, when I say trust, of course you trust them, but of course if you feel like there is particular person who has that skill to um, to be able to usher the day along. Of course, you want them to enjoy the day as well, but having a peace of mind is, is so important and, and it makes having a coordinator worth it. Um, but of course, there is, um, there's that option as well. Yeah. No, absolutely, Steve. I mean, I've been a groomsman quite a few times and I've seen coordinators in action on the day as well and they've, they've just been absolutely great um just working with the groomsmen and just running the day you can just tell everything is is in the hands of right people so definitely um agree with that man and and uh both Stephen and Rami you've mentioned a couple of things which in a in a bit I'm gonna ask you to probably just share the sort of a rough overall figure that you know has probably gone through to the process when it comes to weddings that's including engagement period rings um honeymoons actual wedding all of that jazz but before we get there you've mentioned a couple of things now you've mentioned things like hair and makeup you've mentioned djs uh photographers as well it'll be good to maybe go into maybe those three in terms of some figures you've heard and we've also heard of you know the so-called wedding tax um if you was to book a dj on on a uh, for just a random event they'll obviously charge a price but the minute they know that event is for a wedding we know things go up so let's hear a bit more from maybe yourself ram and if you can remember any costs associated to one or all of those three 